Welcome to The Road Back to Life with Ashley and Don, a program brought to you by Patients for Patients with Kidney Disease and their Families, hosted by The Road Back to Life, a mentoring group for kidney patients. For more information on The Road Back to Life, visit us at theroadbacktolife.com. Now here's your hosts, Ashley and Don. So today we have a guest in studio with us, Dan Blatnick, who is a social worker at Puget Sound Kidney Center. Thank you so much for being here today, Dan. Sure, sure. We really appreciate that. And while Dan and I are here in the studio in Linwood, Washington, Don is also joining us today, but he is all the way over in Colorado Springs, Colorado. How are things out in Colorado, Don? We're having a nice sunny day, and it looks like it's going to be really enjoyable. Excellent. Um, I hope it's the same for you there in Linwood. So. Sunny, but probably expecting rain like usual. <laughs> Dan, could you briefly just tell us a little bit about yourself, like what your credentials are and what you do at Puget Sound Kidney Centers? Sure, of course. I'm a MSW, which stands for Master's Level Social Worker. I'm also licensed in the state of Washington to practice social work. Um, I've worked in dialysis for, actually, this is my 28th year. Wow. Started back in 1991. Wow. And um, I've met so many interesting people over the course of my life working in dialysis. And um, the patients really inspire me to do what I do every day, which is basically just sit with patients and help them work through whatever the case may be of the day. Mm -hmm. And I've seen some fabulous things with transplant. Um, I've, I've seen people work through some major issues through our support groups. And I, I just love coming to work every day. That's amazing. Thank you for sure. all that you do. Um, so could you just elaborate a little bit on what a social worker does to help patients? Sure. Um, I would say our primary job is to assist patients wherever they are in the process of adjusting to their treatment. Mm -hmm. um, some require help getting to and from dialysis, for example. Others might need assistance with insurance coverage issues. They may help, need help with medication coverage issues. Mm -hmm. uh, others, it might be getting a schedule that fits well with their current activities or their work. Um, simply put, our job is just to help navigate this new system mm -hmm. and to be the person that works with them to remove barriers, whatever they may be. Thank you. Sure. So, Dan, what, what resources are available to patients uh, looking for information about dialysis, diet, and et cetera that are looking to um, get on, on dialysis or getting to start treatment? Sure. Um, first, let me tell you, we, we offer a six-week class for people who are chronic kidney disease, either stage three or four. And this provides information and really on helping people engage in learning how to prevent or significantly delay their kidney failure. We offer these classes in Everett and Linwood, and we'll be soon starting up in Arlington. Uh, we also offer classes for people at CKD Stage 5 mm -hmm. who are going to be starting treatment soon, as well as patient-led support groups, and provide information to the communities we serve in health fairs and events. Um, you can just check out our website at www.pskc.net. We also partner, as you know, Don, with the Road Back to Life, another nonprofit organization comprised of current and former 
PSKC or Puget Sound Kidney Center patients who stand with us at most, if not all, of our educational groups and events. And um, I think you listed your website at theroadbacktolife.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, there you're going to find patient stories, information about research, and links to our classes and groups. Awesome. Thank you. And I know that sometimes a worry for patients can be how they are going to get to their treatments if they are on dialysis. So is there options available for transportation? Well, absolutely. And speaking from Snohomish County, which is where the majority of our centers are, uh, we have several resources that are available to people to get to and from their treatments, including services provided by public transportation, uh, state agencies, and we actually will work with all patients to see what will work best for them. Uh, Still, a lot of people are able to drive, and we have, of course, ample parking Mm -hmm. for those that do. Good. (laughs) So... Yeah, and and what about financial resources that are available to uh, patients? I know that's a that's a big concern uh, for a lot of them getting started. Of course, and and we do realize that, and that's why at our center we have a benefit counselor, and the benefit counselor uh, works with each and every patient, and because as you know, insurance is very you know. There's a lot of variability with insurance, and and one person's plan, even the same company, can look totally different than another person's. That's why oftentimes it takes a a sole person dedicated to kind of help walk you through what your benefits are, what benefits you might need in the future, those kinds of things. So we do. We sit down with each and every patient and, and walk through that process with them, and also assist with applications to different programs, and once you start dialysis. There are actually programs that are available to you that weren't until you started treatment. That's great because I know when it comes to healthcare for me personally, it is a very big and confusing world. (laughs) (laughs) No, absolutely. It would be hard to navigate on your own. Um, But when speaking about dialysis specifically, um, I know that it can be a very emotional time. It was emotional for me, uh, the before, the after, uh, but dial- dialysis was definitely, it was, it was a new world. And um, is there support available uh, for patients who need kind of that additional support? No, ab- absolutely. And good question, Ashley, because it is, it's, it's a major life change. And you know, all patients will meet with a social worker on a pretty regular basis, and we screen patients for depression. We have this quality of life assessment tool that patients get a couple times a year, actually, um, and we do refer patients for individual counseling when necessary. But one of the other things that's very important is we offer monthly support groups at the dialysis unit. And this has really helped patients deal with the many complex issues of living with a chronic disease. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, the camaraderie of patients together, you know, they're, you're not alone anymore. You're, you're there with this family of people that, you know, are there to help you. And obviously you're there and you can help them. And, it's it's a great exchange that that occurs and so yeah you know it's really important and and a lot of this wouldn't be really possible if it wasn't for the road back to life quite honestly you know dan i i think um from my perspective and i know ashley is as uh, voiced this concern too is is simply that um transplant is far more emotional than we ever expect when we get into it Mm-hmm. And I know that um, 
we had our transplants at the University of Washington, and they have a special social worker there who helps with that as well as as the pre and post uh, coordinators and stuff. Uh, do you know much, or could you tell us a little bit about what's available down there? Maybe uh, I know you know Jeff uh, yeah. down there very well. Yeah, they obviously want you to be successful. That's mm-hmm. that's the goal of the transplant center and the transplant team, mm-hmm. and you know that's why they you know they're pretty strict with you know the requirements to you know be tested for a transplant and then go through that whole process, but. At the same time, they know of a lot of specific resources, and, and and that's another thing. Resources change on a on a fairly regular basis, so they keep up to date on all the latest information. You know, patients even after a couple of years, there might be a change in their insurance regarding their transplant medications, mm-hmm. and the University of Washington, as well as as us at the kidney center. You know, just because you get transplanted doesn't mean you're, you know, you can't call us and and talk with us and you know, get assistance from time to time. And, um, you know, we want to be available to you, but they, they do, they have a lot of resources. They, um, they remember each and every patient that calls them. Um, Mm. so it is, it's, it's, it's a special, um, it's a special relationship, I think. And one that doesn't go away just because, you know, you're discharged with your, with your meds, you know, (laughs) you still got people out there that want you to be successful. Yeah, it, I, it is a special network, I think, that you are a part of when you're on dialysis and then if you do move on to transplant. Um, because I remember even with my experience, they said to me, if you ever lose health insurance, just call us. Don't worry. We want you to be successful. We will figure out a way to make this work. And yeah. I know every step of the way at Puget Sound Kenny Center or even at the University of Washington, for me, I always felt like I was taken care of. So and there was always someone there to help, which was that's, I think really important. That's nice to hear. Yeah. Thanks. And, and I think also to go along with with uh, with what we're talking about here is in finances and stuff. Uh, a lot of people I know are really concerned about whether they're going to be able to continue to work, even though they're on dialysis, or or if they're on dialysis, they get transplanted and and they. Is there a possibility for them to go back to work um, and still bring in income? Uh, it's it's uh, it's a pretty big deal sometimes. Yeah, it you know it is very very important, and we still we have several patients that still maintain a full time or part time work schedule. Uh, we also have uh, available for those patients that are eligible to be referred to DVR, which is the Depo- Department of Vocational Rehabilitation. And it's a program that offers support um, for retraining. Uh, in some cases, they can help cover educational costs and anything they can do to help you reach your work goals. And at our part in the center is that we obviously try and schedule patients at a time where they can they can maintain their work, whether it's you know a part time shift or or even full time, like like many of our patients still maintain, and it you know prov- obviously that income provides them the ability to continue to live their life as normal as possible, and to continue to you know like I said just just go on. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. I I know that maintaining a work schedule for me while I was on dialysis was really important. And 
Also, it was traveling. Um, a place that my family and I like to go is the Oregon coast. I know it's not very mm. far, but we wanted to continue doing that uh, while I was on dialysis, as well as having the possibility of even going further. So can you still travel while on dialysis? Is that a possibility, Dan? Yeah, it's it's very, and I think it's really important. If that's something you like to do, you need to continue doing it. Mm-hmm. And many patients still travel and get their dialysis treatments either along the way mm-hmm. or at their destination. Uh, and we assist patients in coordinating uh, what the center they're going to be getting their treatment, you know, the medical records, um, all of the like approval stuff. Uh, there's there's insurance things that get worked out. And we, we put we do that all in advance so that when you go on your vacation, it's all been worked out. And you have generally they have a, a, a date and a time for you to show up at this center. And you know, it's something that, you know, please, please, if you're listening <laughs> to me, um, travel. It's it's great. And, and patients often talk about not only, you know, what they did on their vacation, but who they met at the dialysis center. It's kind of funny. Oh, awesome. And I had a lady that used to go to Anaheim, and she would go to Disney World, or excuse me, Disney World, Disneyland with mm-hmm. her children and mm-hmm. grandchildren. And she met a patient there at one of the centers, and she looked forward to seeing this patient at the center almost as much as she liked seeing her relatives. It was That's she great. would really get excited about about visiting that particular center. So yeah, yeah, please, I encourage you to to travel. And there are also in in some of the larger, more popular places like Hawaii or Las Vegas, mm-hmm. they even have centers that are geared for travelers. For oh. example, it's like. You know, everybody in there is is on vacation, basically. (laughs) So, yeah. Very cool. Well, Daniel, we want to thank you today for coming in here. Um, I know from my perspective, uh, as a patient there, I got to know you. And and, uh, if it wasn't for the social workers and the things that you do, uh, my life, I think, would have been uh, far more complicated and hectic and wouldn't have went as easy as it did. And I personally, on a personal note, from one guy to another, from a friend to a friend, and from a patient um, to, um, you know, all the social workers out there, I just want to thank you uh, all for what you do. But (laughs) there is the CKD program you're talking to me about, uh, (laughs) and and would like to, uh, I'd like to know a little bit more about it. Sure. You know, uh, what kind of results are you getting and what are the benefits to the patients and what are the classes all about? How long are they and things like that? So if you could sure. kind of fill us in a little bit on that, then uh, then we would have uh, maybe a little more information for, to uh, to help the people out there listening. Sure, sure. No, um, you know, prevention is so important. There are more and more people diagnosed with kidney failure and people living with, you know, the different stages, whether it's CKD 2, 3, 4, 5. And we know that um, part part of our mission is that we want to help prevent this disease. I mean, we're here when you need the treatment, of course, but our mission is to make sure that you know our our community is is healthy and one way that we can do that is that we know we 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 bring a uh, level of expertise to this field we've got trained dietitians and obviously social workers and nurses and physicians that 
can provide a ton of knowledge. And so we did our best to figure out what is the best way to offer this to the community. How can we actually start making an impact? And we developed this six-week course, and obviously it's free to the public, Mm -hmm. and um, patients learn about it by referral from their physician. And they come in, and we talk about everything. And one of the most important things that you can do to arrest your kidney failure is what you're doing yourself every day, which is what's your diet? What are you eating? Mm-hmm. What are the things that are contributing to your, your, you know, uh, health, health issues currently? And we go in depth about, we, we first, we open up the first classes a lot about kidney function and how kidneys work. And it really gives people a framework as to what is actually going on in their body. From that, we talk about the influence of of different types of uh, diets and things. Um, And, you know, sodium, we talk about phosphorus, we talk about potassium, uh, we talk about all kinds of things. And then we want to help patients learn about how much they're ingesting with your average meal. And so we go in and we do a really intensive study on labels. And, you know, it may sound kind of funny, but... If if you really spend the time and look and look in depth at the labels and and understanding how even unfortunately some of the food companies are kind of tricking us with you know serving size and amount mm-hmm. per serving and those kinds of things you you really need to be educated because you know you're you're putting things in your body that you don't necessarily know you know even just a glance at the label isn't enough and so we do a pretty exhaustive uh, look at the different foods and and alternatives, which is really important because, you know, hey, what, you can't give up food, right? You have <laughs> to be able to eat every day. So we are able to actually cook some of the same things that you're used to doing. We actually have a kitchen in there, too, and we we show you how to do it step by step and what are the spices or what are the things that taste as good as the things that aren't so good for you mm-hmm. and you get an example you know uh, an example of what it's like and what it really tastes like which i think is really important because we can talk about health food and mm-hmm. stuff until you like try it you know yes. and <laughs> actually like it and so they do something and they do i'm gonna say it tofu tacos mm-hmm. you know i mean it's it's something that you know doesn't sound that great <laughs> the no. cakes, at least to me it didn't <laughs> not really yeah. and you know we make regular tacos and we make tofu tacos and the tofu tacos get eaten first i'm not kidding really and it's yeah the secret is in the spices and the things that we do that are really kidney fi- uh, kidney friendly i mm-hmm. want to say and the other thing we do is uh we have a nephrologist that comes uh, who's a kidney doctor and he'll talk about you know what what the disease process is like and how people are feeling. And it really helps you, I think, you know, diagnose where you're at with this. Because a lot of people, they, they don't know, what you know, how, what's going on with me. You know, am I at this level? What are some of the symptoms I should be looking out for? Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of times uh, the your general practitioner doesn't uh, either have the time or all of the experience to know specifically about kidney disease. So... Mm-hmm. We want to make sure that, number one, you get all the information about what's happening, you know, what what the kidney disease 
is is doing like maybe on a day-to-day basis to you what things you can do day one to start getting better and feeling better and we have our patients bring their labs in and we check their lab work and just even after a few weeks it's it's amazing to see the results it really really is and there was one gentleman that was coming that was basically told that he didn't need to take blood pressure medication anymore that just wow. the diet interventions he had made himself and when talking to him he said you know i'm not like sacrificing anything i still eat a lot of the same foods that i was eating before but i alter how i prepare them mm-hmm. and you know he goes i'm really starting to really enjoy this this new way of cooking this new way of eating mm-hmm. and and then just to get the benefits of, you know, no blood pressure medicine. That's incredible. Yeah. And and the other thing that we do is, you know, you go through this six-week course and you learn a lot of stuff and we give you a lot of handouts and, you know, we, we put as many things, you know, on, you know, hands-on like the cooking and the labels and all that. But we know that change is hard and change mm-hmm. takes time. And so we offer follow-up courses for our graduates and so we have like a bonus course where we bring everybody back and we're continuously doing this and and keeping people engaged because it's something that we we know is important this is not just a quick not just a quick fix so yeah dan i i uh i've been to several of those those classes and uh in case anybody out there that doesn't know what CKD means, it stands for chronic kidney disease classes. And, and that, uh, you know, change is a part of life. Um, you know, when, when we're young and in high school, we fall madly in love with, um, you know, uh, a girl or a guy, and, and your life starts to change a little bit. And as you go along, then marriage comes around, and there's a change. And then you guys, you decide to buy a house, maybe, and there's another change. And 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 then you think about maybe, well, we're going to have children. Well, there's a big change. And then the children grow up and go to college and um, get married themselves, and there's changes along the way. And I said all that just to say this. Change is not always bad. Change is, is, is a sign of growth. Change is a sign of health. And uh, sometimes we need to look at what we're doing. And because we've been doing it for so long, doesn't mean that it was a good thing to do. So I want to thank you today, Dan. I want to thank you for being with us and, 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 and sharing your knowledge and, and informing people out there um, what this whole world is about kidney disease-wise. And so this is Ashley and Don. We're we're thanking you for for listening today. And and remember, be kind to one another. We hope this week's show has provided you with valuable information and inspiration you can apply to your life. Keep in mind, anything said on this show is for educational purposes only. As always, we encourage you to write down your questions and take them with you to your health care provider. If you have any questions for us, or would like to talk to one of our mentors at The Road Back to Life, please feel free to email us at mail at theroadbacktolife.com, and we'll be happy to assist you. Now here's Don with this week's Thought for the Day. 
I've failed over and over and over again in my life, and that is why I succeeded. Michael Jordan This is Steve Johan on behalf of Ashley and Don and the team at The Road Back to Life saying thank you for listening to The Road Back to Life with Ashley and Don and for allowing us to be part of your journey. For more information on The Road Back to Life, visit us at theroadbacktolife.com. Now, go out and be kind to one another.